and welcome to episode 13 of Presidents and Assholes. Hello, Melissa. Hello, Lauren. I'm sorry, listener, that I stumbled a little bit there because we just had much debate over what episode (laughs) number this was. I keep all of the episodes on my computer, um, but Melissa was convinced there was a lost episode and that we already did 13, but we didn't, but we're doing it now. Um, for those of you joining us for the first time, which is highly unlikely, um, <laughs> welcome to this podcast, Presidents and Assholes, a podcast in which uh, Melissa and I pick a president to learn about. This yes. started because Melissa and I are on a trivia team to which we contribute very little, and we thought, let's educate ourselves and become an important part of this trivia team and you know what? Let's let's educate others along the way. We can't be the only uneducated Americans out there. Yep. And I think it's been doing well. Our trivia team won last week. Yeah, first place. First, and it wasn't like we did not do well. So there were also no president questions. So that kind of balances out. Yeah, that's fair. You know, we would have crushed it if yeah. it was about any of the other twelve presidents we have previously researched. Research. Batendris, another drink. Another drink. Speaking of drinks, uh, you may recognize the name Presidents and Assholes as a very common drinking game. Um, Melissa, do you want to explain this double entendre? Yes. So, back in the old college days, um, there was a game that perhaps you've heard of called Presidents and Assholes. There are some rules to it, as most games have, (laughs) and there's usually a winner, and then there's a loser. Um, and that's about as much as we go into. This podcast is not just about the rules of presidents and assholes. No, I was more so hoping you'd make the connection that we uh, we pick a drink. <laughs> so it's a drinking game. So we figured we would weave that in very little to our podcast and make a drink in honor of every president that we speak about. Um, and today's yes. drink, Melissa, are you, are you catching my drink? Are you going to yes, catch this yes. one now? Yes, yes. We are right, drinking alcohol. We're drinking alcohol. I caught it. Ooh, <laughs> I'm not even sporty. I caught it. Um, we are drinking a Rob Roy cocktail, which is basically your standard Manhattan, but it uses scotch instead of whiskey and then orange bitters instead of aromatic bitters. So if you put those both together, we're basically drinking something that's completely different from a Manhattan, but it's described on this website as similar to a Manhattan. Hope you're all following. We're going really fast. This is a fast one, guys. <laughs> gotta keep up. We got a lot of content to get in. Um, the reason why we are drinking scotch, not just because we love scotch, which I don't think I've ever met someone who's come up to me and been like, scotch, that is my my alcohol of choice. <laughs> okay. Have you? Do you? I think my dad really likes scotch. Hmm. I feel like we should call him, but I know we did that well, bit we last did, week. We did that bit last week. Bit's been done. Also right. less interesting to have him just say yes or no. <laughs> Excuse me. Do you like scotch? Confirmed. I'm wrong. Um, but the reason we're drinking scotch is we looked up our president of the night was a fan of scotch, but was also told not to drink too much because he was also a chain smoker, and they're like, don't drink, you will die. But So he had a little bit of scotch every now and then. And that was, of course... From that fact, you would obviously know that we're doing Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight D. Eisenhower is well, the president. Well, we are chain smoking Dwight. Chain smoking, <laughs> commonly known, chain smoking Ike. I actually heard that the band, the Chain Smokers, um, named themselves <laughs> after Dwight D. Oh, Eisenhower. Wow, really? And they drink scotch before every performance. Wow, that's so cool. We're already so deep in this. Um, Melissa, also generally. Mm-hmm. 
you perform a cheers. Yes, a a toast. Yes. And And then we take our first sip of our libation. Yes. Okay, you ready? Yep. So our cheers tonight is to D-Day because it's not as great as (laughs) C-Day. Wow. (laughs) All right, listener, hope you cheers along to that one. As you know, D-Day led to V-Day as in victory. (laughs) All right, good, good. I'm following. I'm tracking. Um, Before we dive in too much into the Eisenhower stuff, we have some housekeeping. Listener, as you know, every now and again, we do some housekeeping. Um, Last time we talked, I let you guys peek behind the curtain a little into the sound production of this podcast. And I implored a new punishment for Melissa anytime she's too soft. She has to sing a Hamilton song. Um, because I said there weren't enough president songs um, to choose from. Well, of course, you wrote in. You wrote in to us, listener, and you let us know there are president songs. And I just like to clarify, I said there are president songs. I just know there's not a ton to choose from. Whereas, and I'm not sure that, Melissa, that you know all of these songs, but try me. Our listener wrote in, um, and so he said, number one, upon a February... More, 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 more to me, baby boy was born Abraham. Oh, yeah, I totally know that song, but as How do you as, pronounce that as, word? A, as a soprano, I can't um, actually hit those notes. They're a little too low too for low. me. Do you know how to say that word? Um, no, because my first language is French. <laughs> All right, good, good. Um, George Washington, he was a great, great man. Do you yes. know this one? I know this one. Yes, um, I know that one, but. Um, once again, it's out of my range. <laughs> and then my daddy is president. What does your daddy do? He lives in a big white house on Pennsylvania Avenue. Is that like like an, an inappropriate sexual song? Like my I don't know. Dad. And, then, and then he wrote more to come. So I'm sure we'll get more. But you know what? I'm going to stick with the Hamilton thing. You know him better off the top of your head. Okay. You've already used okay. the first song. Yeah, or I'll just get a little more creative. Okay, I will. And I'll try to talk loud, though, too, so I don't have to do that. Right. While we're talking about music, though. Yeah. All right, I'm just going to dive in here with, like, an overall I'm... feeling I had while researching Dwight. Okay, I'm not really done with oh, housekeeping. So, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dang it, I had a great segue. Um, but just uh, remember this, that I have something to say about music. Okay, I will try to remember that. Maybe write it down. I feel like we're going to forget. I'll take notes. Okay. Remember Good. to tell um, Lauren about the cool fact you have about music. Okay. <laughs> wow, you type really fast for not a lot of words. Um, okay, so the next thing is also um, calling out Melissa. About so how pretty she is. Peek behind the curtain again, listener. I am essentially the producer of this podcast. I record it. I edit the material together. I play it back and I listen to it and and I try to adjust the sound levels that, you know, Melissa has made my life hell. And you guys may notice the release of these is fewer and far between, which is both our faults. But then, I mean, some of you might be here thinking, I don't remember episode 12. And that's because Melissa's job is to promote the podcast, and she's just been uploading it to SoundCloud. Not to our (laughs) website, not to Facebook, not to iTunes, which there's another problem there. But you could troubleshoot a little more, in my opinion. 
I've heard that creating scarcity drives up yeah. product sales. So I would like you, Melissa, to raise your right hand and make a vow to our listener. Repeat after me. Okay. I, Melissa Jane Bakewell. I, Melissa Jane Bakewell. Do hereby solemnly swear. Do hereby solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. <laughs> Please don't make light of this. This is important. <laughs> You've really been letting people down. Oh my gosh. To promote every single podcast. To promote every single podcast. With the utmost enthusiasm. Utmost enthusiasm. Love. Love. And punctuality. Punctuality. And if I should ever break this vow. And if I should ever break this vow. May death become upon me. May death come upon me. And may the, the heavens open. Please don't impress. <laughs> no, like, I have to. <laughs> may the... All right. All right, I'm done. So now she's sworn to you guys that she will upload this. You gotta, you gotta carry your weight. You know, I slave over the production of this. And then nobody sees it. The listener finds it. I mean, it's still tough. <laughs> it's tougher than to find it. You go weeks without posting. The last one you went like two okay, weeks. Okay, hear me out on this, Lauren. What do what do hipsters like more? The secret speakeasies or like mm. the bar you can see from the street? I would argue even at this podcast's <laughs> most popular, it's still pretty buried. <laughs> still pretty underground. I'm just saying so. we're like so underground, it, you can't find it. You know what hipsters do like? Um... Look, I really Timberland boots. Yes, and music is my seamless transition back to the thing yes. you wanted to say. Okay, so thank you. The housekeeping was good. The fact that we lived together in a house. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta, gotta, air, we gotta the, air the grievances. Yeah. Make sure this isn't a point of contention between us. And I just like to quick add in. I've been perfect <laughs> so far to date on this podcast. Like, there's not like nobody has complained about me. <laughs> Um, it's just super warm. Uh, anyway, music. Oh, was that a little too quiet there? (laughs) That got weird. Anyway, um, one thing I noticed while researching Dwight D. Eisenhower is just that he was very boring to me. Mm. I don't know if you came across things, like, I, I found a couple things, but, like, right off the bat, I was looking at, like, the, his library's archives has all his favorite things. Lauren. He yeah. was like, it's like if America and the most boring version of America was made into a man, like that's him. So are you saying his favorite things are all boring things? Like his favorite colors yep. like white? No, doesn't. Right. All right. Wait for this. Okay. Right off the bat, favorite song. What do you think? Okay. If the most boring version of America was a human. Favorite song. The Star Spangled Banner. Close America the Beautiful. Okay. All right. Next. That's it. I just have to stop. That can't be true. And nobody likes a kiss-ass Dwight. Like, that's not your favorite song. That's bullshit. And you're just, like, you're, saying that. You're only going to get more frustrated because okay. there's, like, some additional songs. We've got God Bless America. Um, it's just bull. It's bull. It's, like, Oh Susanna, My Old Kentucky Home. Like, these are the most swing How low, they sweet all, cherry. They can't all be his favorite song. No, these are like after that one. He has like some other songs he liked. Is this the only question on here? Is one of your favorite songs? No, there's more favorite oh. things. But I'm just saying like that oh. reminded me. I'm like, of course you like like America the Beautiful. And then outside of that, like, what do you think his favorite Christmas song is? Once again, remember, most boring version of America. 
Uh, jingle bells. But he also really loved God. Um, <laughs> oh, Holy Night? Mm, Silent Night. Oh, okay. You know, like, that's the song that you're like, it's so slow. Yeah. Uh, that song is so slow. But I got, I'm not saying he's an interesting man, but just in Dwight's defense, it's like how many Christmas songs were out at the time. It's not like they had rocking around the Christmas tree. Well, or did, did they? they? Elvis Presley? Yeah, that was Elvis, Rock I guess. A, yeah, I guess like I don't think more... They didn't have Mariah Carey's Christmas album, okay? That's true, but once Mariah Carey came out, that's when Christmas music really changed. <laughs> she changed the game. People are like, whoa, what's this I'm now listening to? Everybody's pop, doing Christmas music. Pop music for Christmas? Now Michael Bublé's in that Christmas scene. Seth MacFarlane's in the Christmas scene. Justin Bieber is in Justin the Christmas Justin Bieber? Like, it, it's like a whole thing now. Okay, favorite color. What do you think? White. He actually did not have a favorite color. Well, that is also, like, such a cop-out. Like, okay, for... Tangent, I kind of get it. Go. Like, when people ask you what your favorite color is above the age of nine, like, is there really a true answer? Like, are you... I don't know if I have, like, a color that I'm like, oh, my God, every time I see this color, I just... I love it so much. It's my favorite. I do. You do? What color? Gray. Wow, that you think he's boring? What? No, you put gray. Gray is hip. Neutrals are in. Ketchup, Lauren. All right, favorite flower. <laughs> a dandelion. <laughs> <laughs> so close. It's a carnation. Oh God, that is pretty basic. All right, favorite book. To Kill a Mockingbird. Okay, think about this though. He really loves Jesus too. The Bible. <laughs> good, good, good. You're keeping up. All right, ready? Once again, most yeah. stereotypical, boring, America, human person. Okay. Favorite sport? Baseball. You did it. Wow. Um, I feel like he's probably lying in a lot of that to just be the man America wanted him to be. So that's a little frustrating. Sorry. So true, though. Yeah, no, I think it makes it even worse. Like, that he thought that we wanted somebody like that. Oh, Sorry, I'm going to wrap this up with the last yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think his favorite food was? 1950s stereotypical. Steak and potatoes. Oh my god, no. Oh. This was where it gets weird. Dried chicken? Worse. Like, disgusting. What? Microwave, like, TV trays. That's not one meal. That's a, a variety. That could be anything. No, that just says a TV tray was the dining table of choice for Dwight D. Eisenhower and his wife. Mammy. So they would eat like sit- seated on the couch, like not like at the White I House bet. dining table. And he especially like outside of TV trays, he liked chicken noodle soup, which makes sense, succotash, and fluffy turnips. I've never heard of this dish. You're gonna lose your mind on his favorite dessert. Are you ready to be sick? He, he oh God. Prune whip. Okay, you know what's interesting about that is. I read this quote, and it was really boring, so I didn't even write it down. I was just like, why is this even on the internet? This is a waste of, of internet space. Um, it said when he was a boy, him and his brothers used to fight about who gets to go grocery shopping. Like, they all wanted that to be their chore. And the reason why is because every time they went to the grocery store, the grocer would let them have a dried prune for free. 
Ugh. Prune whip. Dried prunes. Like, he was yeah. an old man at yeah. five. Um, I'm going to make you sing a Hamilton song for a different reason. Aww. For the reason of... Uh, listener, I think we've talked about this before, where um, this is... This podcast is meant to be a conversation. I'm trying. I just wanted to see what the looks like. So, so it's meant to be a conversation. I write down my notes. Here's the paper I write mine down on. Melissa uses her computer for notes, which is the future. Would be it's fine. 2017. It would be fine, except for the fact that oftentimes when it's my turn to speak, Melissa starts googling things and is just on her computer and just reading whatever she's written or wants to read and then I'm essentially talking to no one and then I finish talking and she does not respond to anything I say and it's uncomfortable and it doesn't make for great conversation probably doesn't make for great listening please write in with your complaints and um Melissa does anyone feel attacked right now I I I feel um, no that's that's I feel ignored this is coming from a place should I play it so I'll do another swear I just really want to know what prune whip looked like. And I feel like this image is exactly what I thought. It just no, like no, don't show me. You have to explain it because you have to explain it to the listener. This is an audio right. medium. I'm sorry. That a turd in cream? Like like if you were Like to, a poop inside like a of little, a fluffy... A little, yeah, a little poop in some cream. Ew. And will you So the whip isn't made of prune. There's just a prune inside of Cool Whip. That is what this image looks One like. One singular prune? It's just like a, a little shrivel of prune amongst some whip. Wow. What a treat. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see it. It's an audio medium. I want to, to endure what the listener endures. I'm just try harder. I'm sorry. Can I read? Yeah. I know I was... Welcome to Presidents and Assholes, a podcast in which... I say things and Melissa blatantly ignores me and then says something that has nothing to do with what I just said. Go on. So there we go. This image of the prune whip. There's like a little like um. It, it's an ad from the 1950s for Del Monte prunes. That's how I found it. Okay. And there's like a catchphrase on this ad because it was like, like an a ad, tagline. Yeah, it was like an ad that also had the recipe on it. Right. You know, some great advertorial content. Yeah, the yeah. original native. 1950s. <laughs> the catchphrase is only prunes this underlying tender. So you gotta emphasize this. So only prunes this tender dot 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 can make prune whip this tasty. <laughs> so. So the secret to a good prune whip is a nice tender. tender prune. A hard prune and you've ruined the dish. <laughs> it's become inedible. Well, we've really gone through quite a few facts on twice. <laughs> I think that was worth talking about. Um, did So have you heard people called Dwight Eisenhower Ike? Mike and Ike's. Uh, nope. <laughs> no, but not that. I think his campaign slogan had something to do with Ike. Like, I like Ike or yes, something. Correct. Um, so, speaking of someone who is just boring, and I guess you could make the argument like everyone else, literally every boy in his family was named Ike. Or nicknamed Ike. They called them all Ike. Some version of Ike. Big Ike. Little Ike. Okay. Um... Do you, and this is a question that you may not know the answer yeah. to. Where does Ike come from? From yes. Dwight or Eisenhower? I know the answer to this. It is the nickname for Eisenhower. Eisenhower. 
Yep, that's where Ike comes where from. Where do you get the Ike? I don't know. Eichenhauer. Um, but it's Eichenhauer. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I really don't know. But I just thought that was interesting and confusing, especially given this tidbit. So, Dwight D. Eisenhower. Dwight David Eisenhower. His real name is David Dwight Eisenhower. But after his mom named him, she immediately had regrets and was like, oh my god, why did I do this? Because his father's name is David, and she didn't want it to be confusing with multiple Davids in the house, so she's like, I'm going to flip the name. Yeah, because she's, she's like, David, like... But then why are you calling everybody Ike? Like, if it's worth changing your child's name over, but then you call everybody Ike, like, that can't concern you that much. Yeah, it was like, David, stop, like, scratching your butt and sniffing it. And her yeah. husband's like, what? I'm not doing that, honey. And she's like, oh, no, I meant the kid. Like, Right. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to make a comment. Oh, no, I was just thinking about, like, okay. what, all the issues you could run into if yeah. your, the husband was doing the same thing as the kid. I don't think that would be a big issue. But they called all the kids. They're all kids anyway, so there's right. no... Okay, so, so you said Big Ike. Were there, like, other forms? Like, are you Fat Ike? Yeah. How do you feel to be Fat Ike in the family? That would hurt. The only ones I recall were Big Ike and Little Ike. I don't I remember. I Big meant tall. Me- maybe Medium Ike. <laughs> in the Middle Ike? Like, So-So Ike? Yeah, yeah. Like, which is probably Dwight. Average, based off of average Ike. Yeah, which seems to be Dwight, because he's boring. Prune-whipped Ike. Prune-whipped Ike. Ike. Pruny-eyed. I bet they went swimming as a kid and they're like, look at our fingers. They're like our favorite treat. <laughs> I go grocery shopping next. Oh, no. Oh, you don't get that reference because you were I listening do. to me. I when do. I they that. used to like be like, man, I want to go to the grocery store. No, I do because of prunes and everything <laughs> this podcast is about prunes and that's as far Welcome as Welcome to prunes and assholes. <laughs> Instead of having like alcohol, we should have just made prune whip. Yeah, that's we a big miss. That was a bit that listener. I apologize for our huge oversight. I mean, you make it. I'll send you the recipe from this website I found. <laughs> Please and... hashtag prunes and assholes and put it on Twitter, and we'll, we'll make a collage of all the prune whips oh. that our <laughs> listener has made. Which is just going to be one picture because a collage from a listener, from one person, is just a picture. <laughs> so it's going to be a pretty bad collage. But could but... you argue at one photo, like, a collage starts at two, yes? Sure. When, when does it become a collage? Um, I would say three, because two it would just be a side-by-side. Side. A comparison. It's like a comparison, yeah. Mm. Whereas three, you start to get different shapes, you know, two big ones, one little one. That seems collage I'm into it. All right. Um, what else? I mean, I can jump into Scandal. Yeah. I, I have some more boring stuff. Oh, let's do boring stuff first. Did you know that Dwight Eisenhower banned squirrels from the White House property? Um, explain. <laughs> wow, that really, I thought I wouldn't need further explanation. So he had a, he, he had a putting green in the yard of the okay. White House, and squirrels were being squirrels and burying their nuts and acorns there because a squirrel, contrary to popular belief, can't differentiate, um, like, grass in a yard from the grass on a putting green. It doesn't, 
it doesn't understand that concept. Did anyone try to explain it to them? Or they just, like, got kicked off without, like, any getting any forewarning or explanation? Not only did they just get kicked off, but Eisenhower said to his security staff, if I see... I'm sorry. Okay, Lauren is so popular. Lauren, maybe next time you could, like, take a pledge that you'll turn your phone off during recording. I don't know. Yeah, that would be smart. Um... Oh, so he told his security staff, he was like, next time you see a squirrel, shoot it. <laughs> Which is so, like, the squirrels were there first, right? Like, yeah. Then, then we colonized and stole, they've probably been burying their acorns there for, since the beginning of squirreldom. <laughs> you know? I, I do think squirrels are scary. Like, I have a legit fear of them sometimes. Okay. The ones that are bold. <laughs> you could go on. The, like the squirrels that like you would assume if you walked by a squirrel, it, it like scurries away, and you're like, all right, like it observes that I'm the more dominant species. But there's some squirrels I've really noticed around our place. Yeah, they get a little too close. I know we're talking about. Do you mean by the garbage cans? Yes. Yeah. They're not scared. Yeah, they're not. And I'm just like, I it it, it make it, it I become unhinged because <laughs> it's like we're leading up to a point where squirrels, at some point, are gonna think maybe. I should be able to stay on the putting green. Yeah, they're out for revenge, that's for sure. Um, you know, and then one day we're going to be like, sorry, we stole your land. You can make a casino here if you want. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> okay, sorry. Um, oh, so... The good news is so... they, the, the, the staff, the security staff... Um, thought it was ridiculous to shoot these squirrels for just being squirrels so they just they didn't actually shoot them they would trap them and then release them like very far Darling. away <laughs> oh, thank where they made their casino <laughs> I don't know alright I don't know about all that why don't you go into controversies take us away from the squirrels <laughs> actually we could really go down a whole sort of sub B plot of squirrels a B plot a rabbit hole what's the Equivalent squirrel, of a rabbit hole squirrel for squirrels. Branch. A whole squirrel, squirrel nest. Nest. Do they they nest? I don't know. In like inside the tree. In like a bird nest. Obviously. Alright, so um <laughs> Dwight D. Eisenhower slept with his driver. Hey What? Wait. <laughs> Was it Hold f- on. Hold up. Two questions. Hold up. <laughs> One. They let women drive then? Or he was gay. See, okay, here's the thing, and like when I first read it, I was like Oh shit! Because the person's name was Captain K. Summersby, and I was like, that name, cool name, could be a boy name or a girl name. Like K. Was it just the letter K? Um, was it K A Y E? K A Y. Oh. K. But like, to be fair, I've never met anyone named, named K. K. Yeah, right. So, so I was like, it's just like, what could it be? Um, and also Captain. I was like, could women be captains? Like, they drive, they're captains? Captain what? of the limousine. Could they like wear fake. pants at this time? What are we talking about? Are their ankles I mean, it was, exposed? It was 53 to 61, so right, right on the verge of pants. Because I remember my mom said she wasn't allowed to wear pants to kindergarten. Oh, that's crazy. Which was after this time not dating my mom so I, I will just ambiguously say sometime after yeah it's crazy this her, time yeah her school took so long like 1980s to finally allow people to wear pants I know it was like 1985 <laughs> before my mom like wow pants. school catch up like yeah. people have been wearing pants for a while yeah it's weird because I'm only 
27. So my mom was a young mom. Right out of the game. <laughs> the second she got to wear pants. <laughs> anyway, so Kay Summersby is a woman. And um, she was his driver during, like, the wartime. And then, like, there was all this scandal. I want to find the letter because it's really steamy. Okay. So first off, they fa- she didn't talk about anything about them, like, having an affair or anything while he was alive. And then it was, like, right on her deathbed. She was, like, quoted being, like, look, like, this happened. I really kept quiet about it because I didn't want to ruin his, what's it called? Political career? Well, not even that. He was dead. Like, I just didn't want to soil his name. Oh. But, like, when I die, you're going to get into my estate and people are going to find things that I have. (laughs) That led to their affair? No, 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 no. Like, they found the papers from the affair. Like, she had kept them secret until she died. Like, he wrote her letters? Yes. Oh. Okay, so you want to hear this this steamy letter he wrote her? Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me know when this letter gets the sexiest for you, okay? (laughs) How would you like me to indicate that? Um, um, just be like, oh, Okay. Your eyes can like butt out of your head too and like steam come out of your ears. Okay. We're gonna okay, you ready? Yep. <clears throat> okay. He um it's addressed to Irish, which was a nickname he gave her. Is that? I don't know. It's like you know what that reminds me of? That would be like saying your girlfriend looks like a pretty onion. <laughs> That's mm. what that you know, like Whatever. it's a is it a compliment? I don't know how to feel. Is it not? <laughs> like, you called me pretty, but you also called me an onion. Not taking any specific example, but yeah. that's what that nickname... Listener, just so you're in on the joke, because um, I assume you're not my boyfriend, listener. Um, um, maybe. Maybe. Well, I was called a pretty onion this morning, um, and that that's just stuck with me throughout the rest of the and, day. And there's no more to that. There's no, I don't know he what it said, meant. just said, you look like a pretty onion. So, weird day for pet names. <laughs> don't know how to feel. At least I wasn't called Irish. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Irish. Totally. That's okay. what I was thinking. <clears throat> the sexy letter. <clears throat> how about lunch, comma, tea and dinner today? If yes, who else do you want, if any? At which time? How are you? Is that it? <laughs> what? <laughs> Is it like a haiku? No, like that's just it was just like a letter she had and she's like, once this gets out, people are gonna know. <laughs> that's insane. Can I tell you um this actually makes sense to me? Really? Because I read a fact that told me Eisenhower was the first president to ride in a helicopter. And it said the reason why was because they thought it was safer than taking a limousine for these short distances. But I actually think now he was like, you know, having an affair with his driver and things got out of hand and he didn't want to face her. Yes. After he was like, I'm with Mamie, I can't do this. So he started to just fly everywhere. Safer from a sexy standpoint. Right. Auga. Auga. Okay. So I, I don't know if you caught on to the joke, Lauren, but that letter is not actually yeah, too sexy. No, I, <laughs> I, I picked up on it, subtle as it was. <laughs> um, 
But I found, because I knew, I'm like, ah, I don't want to make Lauren, you know, like, sexually frustrated. Mm. So I found an excerpt from Miss Summersby's book that I think is a little sexy. But also think about what Dwight D. Eisenhower looked like. Not sexy. So... I wonder well, if that's not fair. He's not my type. Yeah. <laughs> he, everyone has a type. He's no Van Buren. Oh. Is that yours? disgusting. <laughs> you have his little mutton chop. <laughs> that's what you like? No. I'm saying he's better than Van that's, Buren. Oh, I thought... When people... Like, normally, in terms of ugliness. people say, like, he's no so-and-so, like, it's normally that person's more attractive than him. Like, But we no- were saying he's so ugly, and I was like, well, he's not... He's not Van Buren ugly. You okay, know? that's different. But like when you normally say like he's no like 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 you're talking about like a guy you like. Well, he's no like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, but, but if like, you were talking about me. a guy you hate, you'd be like, he's no insert guy you hate. Huh? But I hate him. Oh, As he's just not Hitler, bar. but I like. Right. Him. He's not hit. He's no Hitler. But segue to my Hitler. <laughs> Topic. No, I'm just kidding. I don't she's have one. listener. She's motioning toward the door as though Hitler's gonna walk in. <laughs> Hitler, thank you. Hitler. She's like, I'm like looking over. Like, are you expecting someone? Wait, right, right. I have to read the sexy bit though before I forget about it. Yeah, please. <clears throat> and this is really out of context, so um, I don't know how this <laughs> came into her book. Anyway, she goes. So she goes. I suppose inevitably we found ourselves in each other's arms in an unrestrained embrace. Our jackets came off. Buttons were unbuttoned. It was as if we were frantic, and we were. But she added, the general had difficulty consummating the affair. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. Oh, shit. So what do you think? Do you think that means he had trouble getting it up or getting it out? <laughs> I think getting it up. Okay. You know, it's like, I really want you, you're very beautiful, I want this, but like, there's this immense biblical guilt. (laughs) Sure. Totally. He's just thinking about America the beautiful, and he's like, I cannot do this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was steamy. I, yeah, and I looked her up, and then I also looked up his actual wife, Mamie. Okay. Just from like, like, high level, what do they look like? Okay. And once again, since I can't show you photos, I will just say that Kay has intense eyebrows that form a very distinct half circle above her eyeball. Is that Don't all cool? eyebrows? Uh, I really want to show Aren't you. all Please. eyebrows a half... No, 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 because it's not it's dis- a visual it's, medium. It's distinct. I would say it is forever a half circle above her eye. Like, like your eyebrows, like, they're fairly, you know, like, we, they're, they're straight. They're straight a little bit. Like, these, these are, uh... These like are a, full, like, a circular... <laughs> hills. She has hills above her eyes. The hills have eyes. Do they, do they appear to be drawn on? I would hope so. Yeah, I'm just want, like, is she... This, I'm, I'm fascinated by her eyebrows. Do they grow weirdly? They're, they're strange. I mean, she looks... So she's choosing this look. It's a thing that she did. And then much as she chose the eyebrow thing, Mimi chose a very unfortunate haircut. Okay. Which I found on a website of the most expensive haircuts in history. And Mimi was on that list. Of how many were like on it? Jennifer Aniston from Friends. Oh my gosh, like Jennifer up. haircut. Yeah. That one is listed on it. Totally. And then like Mamie's is. The Mamie, Eisenhower, and the yeah. Rachel are on the same. Same list online. So like I can't even make this up. It's we'll the this list. 10 most ridiculously expensive haircuts of all time. 
What is this website I'm on? Um, Financesonline.com. Sounds legit. Yes, and she's like near the top. Do you want to know what the most expensive one is? Yes. Anne Hathaway. What? Which one? Uh, the pixie one? It's yeah, um, It says, Hatha haters can hate Anne Hathaway all they want, but it does not change the fact that this actress is as lovely as one can be. Um, I just want to know what haircut that she had. Oh, it was the destitute Fantine hair from Les Miserables that got Anne's haircut into our list for most expensive. Sorry, expensive. Why? Is what like, makes a haircut more expensive? So it says, director Tim Hopper wanted a really savage haircut using a knife to make Anne's languishing Fantine look realistic. So, the ward actors and cried buckets after the shoot for the murdered hair, which she'd been growing for three years. And so they had to pay her an $8 million paycheck to make up for the haircut being in the movie. Oh, damn. And so that's why it's the most expensive haircut. Why was Mamie's expensive? Flashback. And this is, I'm just reading it word for word. It says flashback to the mid-1950s Washington when First Lady Mamie Eisenhower started a trend that gathered, garnered mixed reactions. It's the Mamie bangs. And one either loved or hated it at that time. The First Lady got her famous bangs from Elizabeth Arden who cut and styled it for her in Paris. And Mamie reported loved it so much she had Arden care for her haircut or the fractional haircut as it only covered half of her hair forehead there on so it's like i guess if you visualize with me um you know the hips like really hipster like feminist haircut that people talk about was like really short bangs oh yeah i hate that that's what she had but she curled them under gross so it's like here's your forehead and here's like a little curled under bangs up top i hate it that sounds disgusting it is not good <laughs> i once again cannot show you this photo but it was not great um, fun side note, while yeah. I was trying to look up Mamie, I accidentally found Mamie Van Doren, and I thought maybe that was her, like, last name before she became an Eisenhower. No, that was, um, a sex symbol in the 1950s who took her name because she became signed on as, like, an actress in Hollywood the same day that Dwight D. Eisenhower became president with Mamie. And oh, do you know what day that is? Don't look. I won't. I have no idea. Oh, I thought that could be a fun guessing game. Oh, do you want me to guess? Yeah. He became president Christmas Day, from Fourth of July. <laughs> no, January twentieth, nineteen fifty-three. That's a good day. Do you know his last day as president? Um, Fourth of July. January twentieth, nineteen sixty-one. That's exciting. Inauguration day to inauguration day. day. He made it. He made it. So many of the presidents we've done so far in the last, the previous twelve podcasts did not make it. Yeah, he, did. he didn't poop or anything. Excuse me? Death by poop. That's like what every <laughs> single president has had. Oh, I, I think we've been on different podcasts. <laughs> I feel like most of this podcast has been about poop. Death by poop. Okay. All right. Well, that was scandalous. Yeah. And informative. Um, all about informative. Did you know that Dwight was on his way to being a football superstar? And, like, that was his first love, and he, that like, wanted to play pro. So American of him. All American. Yeah, all American. Do you know why he didn't pursue this dream? He realized he had a love for the theater that he never pursued. Close. <laughs> it was the, the day of the big game. <gasps> this is so perfect. He's at West Point. West Point. That's intense. Yeah, 
He's, he's playing the sport he loves. He's got all his drive, all his ambition. He's fired up. He's running down the field with the bar and ball and boom! Literally runs into Jim Thorpe. That means nothing to me. <laughs> Jim Thorpe um, is well known for being an Olympic gold medalist. He won the gold medal in the pentathlon, the decathlon. He played professional football. He played professional baseball. And he played professional basketball. He's like the most athletic man. Why wasn't he president? I don't know. He should have been president. Yeah, he sounds like he would have been wonderful. Yeah. He, he did, unfortunately, get his gold medals taken away. For being too good at sports. <laughs> for, kind of. That's actually not that far. Because... Um, in order to be in the Olympics, you're supposed to maintain an amateur status. And they found out he actually played professional football prior to being in the Olympics. So they took him away. But it's not like he won the Olympics in football. He yeah, won that's decathlon. so weird. Yeah. So that would suck, right? To be like, you're the best in the world. No, you're not. Like, that's sad. I'm unhappy. Yeah. But I also want to get back to Dwight. He ran into a man. Was this man just standing yeah. on the field or he no, was well, playing in the other team? So, um, football is a contact sport. <laughs> so there's mm. one team versus another team. Jim Thorpe was on the other team. He was, despite actually popular belief, is he was not just a random man standing on the field. I feel like he I asked the questions <laughs> that um, other people would if they were here right now. Yeah, or... no, you asked the hard-hitting <laughs> questions. Tough and... You, were you a journalism major? This is for the Newsies. <laughs> <laughs> um, Newsies is a good musical. Um, yeah, no, yep. To to just be one hundred percent clear, he was on the other team. Just to answer that question. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm so, this is so funny. I'm oh, then hat in here. Is there anything else that you're hoping? Oh, shoot. Well, let, let me let you go. If there's anything else you want to say, and then I'll do last words, and then we got a couple of, we got we to gotta wrap her up. Do we, is there not a ton of time? I mean, we've got, we've okay. got time for a couple things. I'm going to do a really quick story, and this is going to be the quickest the version. version. Oh, okay. my gosh. And this take, is coming off, time. This is, whew, this is coming off of, like, a, basically a book I read before this. Okay. It was, like, 20 pages on this website. But um, it's about D-Day. Oh, sorry. Am I too I, loud? No, I'm listening. I have to sneeze. Oh, Go no. ahead. Oh, gosh. I'm so stressed. Okay. <laughs> um, it has to do with D-Day and... <coughs> Good. I planned that out perfectly. It has to do with D-Day and kind of moving outside of Dwight D. Eisenhower, but into another guy that I found way more interesting, which was this chicken farmer who actually <laughs> helped us win World War II. Oh, wow. Go on. So how to get away from Dwight D. Eisenhower. So basically leading up to D-Day, everybody was really scared. And they're like, there's no way we're going to make it. In fact, Dwight D. Eisenhower wrote a letter that was, like, going to be published in case D-Day and the attack on Normandy Beach, like, didn't go well. And it was like, we tried. Like, I'm so sorry I gave this order. Like, I'm sorry everyone died. Like, he literally wrote a letter that's like, I'm sorry that America lost. Like, he had that written. Yeah, like, your concessional letter. Exactly. Like, like you already have it. You write it before like the actual yeah. attack happens because you're like, just in case, like, right. better have this handy. <laughs> but um, so nobody was feeling good. But we didn't. We we won. And a lot of that people are saying is to this guy that no one's ever heard of named Juan Pujol Garcia. 
beautiful pronunciation. <laughs> <laughs> I tried. I was like, yeah. maybe if I say it with a little lilt, the lilt, people will think I know what I'm talking about. Um, but real quick, um, this this guy is super interesting, and I want to give him enough due, but also talk fast so we can get done at hey, a reasonable. You take your time, you know. He he. So he was a chicken farmer in Spain, but he was all. And even though like Spain wasn't necessarily a part of World War II, he was keeping up with the facts, reading the news, and he wanted to be a, a spy. He wanted to do espionage, and he wanted to do it for the Allies. Okay. Man. Him and Harriet both. Am I right? <laughs> the spy. Harriet the spy. Aspiring spies. Harriet and this guy. Alright, go on. Gotten similar shenanigans like Harriet the spy, <laughs> so let me explain. He, so he, he really wanted to be a spy. He's like, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm, I'm skirting through a lot of things. But basically, he um, starts going to all the different embassies in Spain that were like allied embassies. He was like, let me be a spy. I want to be a spy. And they're like... No, um, please get out. So they keep kicking out, kicking them out, kicking them out. Sure. And then he's like, okay, none of these LA embassies are letting me be a spy. So I'm going to go to the Germany embassy Stop. and say I'll be a spy there. And he goes in, and I kid you not, Germany's like, yeah, totally be a spy for us. But the whole time he's like, I'm not really going to be a spy for you. I'm going to be a double agent. But, like, Germany was just, like, hankering for people. And they actually started using him. And he would get all this intelligence from them and, like, do some spying for them. But he would, like, try to go to the Allies and be like, look, I got all this information. They're like, who are you? Get out of here. And he's like, why is it so, like, the Germans are giving me all these assignments and all this information. And it is so hard to actually spy for the people I want to spy for. And it's so easy to spy for the bad guys. Um question for you. Go for it. Because this seems really familiar. Yeah. What was the name of this man? Did it, what, did you happen to say that his name is Steve Trevor? <laughs> and no, um, I think you heard me earlier. It's Juan. I thought, though, isn't this the plot to Wonder Woman? <laughs> Doesn't Steve Trevor act as a spy for Germany, but he's actually... A spy for the U.S. But what's his name? Juan? Pujol. Counter question. <laughs> Follow-up question. Do you think Wonder Woman is based <gasps> on this? I hope so. Is Juan alive today? Will you please Google that? He's I will not. Vent. No, he's not. Because oh, if he was, we could be like, we get it. We know you're Steve Trevor. Tell us about the real-life Wonder Woman. Where is she? She so helped cool. us win the war. We know it. We've seen the movie. Spoiler. I haven't seen Wonder Woman. Oh my gosh. It's just too late now. I'm told him the whole plot. Um, I'm going to bleep all that out. Okay, that's good. Or just one long bleep and people will wonder what happened and I'll just say spoiler. I like it. Or when you promote this, which you've solemnly sworn to do, you can write, there's a Wonder Woman spoiler in this episode. <laughs> Don't listen. <laughs> So, just to sort of sum this up, um, fast forward, there's a lot of interesting bits. He does a lot of, like, made-up espionage on his own where he's like, I'm going to sneak into this guy's hotel room and, like, steal these things. And he kept, like, trying to give them to the allied people. And they're just like, get out of here. Who are you? And he's like, I'm doing so much good for you. I'm, I'm, I'm a spy for you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm on your team. He's like, don't worry, guys. Like, I'm a spy. And they're like, nobody hired you. And he's just like this little kid that's like, I'm, I'm doing all the school stuff. 
So it's coming around to D-Day, and they're, like, the Allied troops are working on, like, creating this, like, fake army. I don't know how much you know about D-Day. Yes, yes, of course, the fake army. <laughs> I I know, obviously, because I'm well-read. I, I totally know what you're talking about. But um, can you explain it, like, for the listener? Not for me, obviously. Yeah, so the whole thing about D-Day is they were trying to convince Germany that though there was... Yeah, yeah. Though they were gonna attack they were gonna, at one place, they were they gonna, were gonna attack, attack at another place. place. Yeah, 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 yeah. We said at the same time. But all along, they were actually only gonna attack one, one place. place. But if they had the Germany thinking there's two, two locations, locations, they would split their army to focus on maybe not just the one, the one location. location. Yeah, good yeah, yeah, Totally yeah, get it. Yeah, I knew that. So um, while they're doing that, this is a point where like Germany really trusts. This guy. <laughs> Juan. Juan. A.K.A. Steve Trevor. Yes. And so he um, sends them, a, like, a letter right beforehand, too, that's like, yeah, totally, like, naming how the number of troops, like, this other location, like, because they were, like, going to bring people to start helping with this one attack on Normandy Beach. She's like, uh-uh, like, there's a ton of troops, and they're all headed towards Calais. Like, you got to get over there. They got that note, and they're, like... Hitler himself saw it and, like, signed it. It was like, get the troops t- to Calais. There's no one there. Oh, my God. And they Red t- herring. And they take over the beach, and we ultimately win, and that leads to, like, basically... Freedom. Freedom. America. <laughs> and it's all because of this chicken farmer who was like, I'm a spy. <laughs> um, I feel like they should talk about that more in U.S. history class. It's the coolest story. Like... That's I'm very cool. I'm obsessed by it. He like hired friends that he had and like just like off the street to like come be spies with him. He like created his own little like spy espionage group of like just like friends because he was like I'm so good at just doing this and no one's so he just like found people off the street and was like want to come spy with me? We're <laughs> gonna go spy tonight. <laughs> We're gonna spy. Let's spy. Um. Wow, that's really cool. And I did not know that. Hey. And like, let's can we? Do like a pour one out, like a cheers to Juan, the unsung hero of World War II. To Juan. To Juan. I'm a big fan. To the Juan and only <laughs> hero of World War II. And I think what we can all take away from this listener is even if people tell you to stop showing up at their embassies, <laughs> you, you, can, you can do it, okay? You do Perseverance. What, do what you do. All right, that's Do you think story. the squirrels... Stopped burying acorns just because Dwight said not to? No. They were like, we're going to take one out of the page of Juan. And we're going to do it until you literally pick us up and throw us somewhere else. <laughs> you have to put us in one of those t-shirt shooters from, like, a sporting event. Just shoot us out of here. Okay. I was more, like, thinking, like, they catch them in a cage and they drive them somewhere and then they drop them off. But, the but you're way worse, the visual of a squirrel shut down with t-shirt shooters really exciting. Yeah, probably wouldn't live. But that is a funny visual. It make for a good cartoon, for sure. You mm-hmm. might want to write that one into Family Guy or something. Uh, oh, wait, wait, wait. I have to do um, presidential diss, and then we can do last, last words. Yes, please. Okay, real quick. Um, yes. This is a diss from Eisenhower to his vice president. Do you remember who that was? Richard Nixon. Richard Nixon, who got pretty much shit on by everyone. <laughs> Including his president. <laughs> and uh, so he was being, Dwight D. Eisenhower was being interviewed in the summer of 1960. They asked him, can you think of a major contribution that Nixon has made to your administration? And Eisenhower said, 
Well, if you give me a week, I might think of one. Oh, burn, 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 burn. burn. That, that's someone else's bit. There's copyright infringement. Yeah, I know. There. We could get in trouble. But yes. Sorry. Um, burn. Ouch. Ouch. Especially because Eisenhower's presidency accomplished a lot. Like, we got Alaska, we got Hawaii, we got NASA, um, they built a shitload of highways. Juan. <laughs> we had Juan working for us. Um, wait, I thought Juan... During D-Day. Oh, yeah, 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 that's right, that's right. Um, so, like, the fact that he's saying Nixon didn't contribute to any of it, like, yeah, I've got a lot done in these terms, and I cannot name you anything Nixon has helped I'm so mean. Nixon's, like, playing with his tape recorders. <laughs> he's, like, drinking his Mai Tai, like, playing with his little, little straw, like, okay, whatever. Oh, that's sad. That's really sad. It's even worse than he became the president later yeah, on. Yeah, and then Julie Nixon married David Eisenhower and things got weird. What? Didn't you know that? What? We talked about that. Oh, Nixon's the kids. Daughter, yeah, the yeah, kids yeah. Got the kid. I, I remember that. Oh, man, that seems like a lifetime ago that we were talking about Nixon. Um, Do we want to do last words? And get the wheel out. Last words is sad again. He The last words were, I want to go. God, take me. I don't even know what he was afflicted with. I didn't even look. <laughs> I don't even care. I don't know. I don't know what he died from. But he was ready to go, which, I mean, is a good and a bad thing. Right? Like, yeah. it's sad he died, but he was ready. Yeah. No, he, he had his peace. This piece um, had a side piece too. Oh. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> will you help me grab this wheel? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm grabbing it. I'm thinking the name of this one will have to do with prunes. You think? Prune. Prune, prune and whip. Whipping the prune. Or we can just be the legend oh, of Juan. Whipping real prune. <laughs> we just make this whole podcast about, about Juan. Juan. <laughs> the right. Juan and only. Uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, the Juan. And the <laughs> oh no, something horrible has happened to the wheel. Oh my god. Oh no. The wheel's terms and conditions <laughs> need to be accepted again. So it's going to take even longer to wheel out here. <laughs> I told you, on a, we- on a monthly basis, we need to make sure. <laughs> this one's on me, guys. Um, Lauren, put your hand on your heart and swear. I didn't say hand on your heart. I said raise your right hand, and then you decided to put it on your heart. And I'll... <laughs> oh, we're vamping. That, that's... I could pull a name from a hat, Lauren. <laughs> the wheel has so much. That's true. Let me, oh, let I can do a cool magic trick where I like... Oh, now it's spinning. She found it. Uh, oh my god. Lauren. Yeah. Dude, it's come. The time has come. For your favorite president? We might be doing a certain Andrew Jackson. Oh my god! <laughs> Listener, this is Melissa's favorite president. She has been talking about him since we started this podcast. 
I can't wait. Lady Luck is on your side. Seventh president. Tune in. We'll do it Facebook Live. Tweeting <laughs> Live. Oh my god. What if we Facebook Live an episode? That would be so fun. We gotta get Evan in here to actually yeah. bartend this one because Andrew Jackson drank like insanely. Yeah, is that so? So I want a ton of alcohol. I feel like we should duel at the end of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Got a lot of pent up rage. Maybe. We can do a duel with shots, like alcohol shots, and that can be our duel. And the first one to die of alcohol poisoning loses. <laughs> All right. I, I'm we'll, we'll workshop this idea, listener, um, during our, our off-air time. <laughs> and we'll come back uh, next time with with a great game, I'm sure. Oh, my gosh. Um, should we bless... America? America? Is there anything else you'd like to say before that? Um, God bless Juan and God bless America. And America. Cheers. Cheers. Still good. Good to the last drop. See the light as it signs in the sea. It's blinding, but no one knows how deep it goes. And it seems like it's calling out to me. So, oh, what's beyond that line? Will I cross that line? Key change and the line where the sky meets the sea. It calls me. Yeah. So. That sounded so good. <laughs> I can't wait to play that back to you. <laughs> wow.